Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It is Friday morning, that means it is time for the Week in Review and Preview. Today we will recap the week that was, as well as preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Uh, joining us for the conversation, glad to welcome back Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So Danny, welcome back, happy Friday, and looking forward to our conversation this morning. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be back. Happy Friday to you, too. So, uh, Danny, a lot to cover. I know it's been another challenging period for the markets. You think back to the past few days and inflation data in particular. It did command investor attention this week. It did move markets. I know we received the consumer price report on Wednesday, the producer price report on Thursday. So curious to hear about some takeaways from your vantage point, Danny, of these releases. And does the chief investment office, do they still believe that peak inflation has been reached. Yes, Dan. The Consumer Price Index, or CPI, release was the big event of the week that investors had their eyes on. The print came in above consensus with the year-over-year increase of 8.3%, beating expectations of 8.1%, but it was still down from the 8.5% release in March. The core CPI, which excludes food and energy prices, rose by 0.6% month-over-month, above the consensus of 0.4%. So equity markets initially reacted positively, with the S&P 500 actually up 1.2%, just less than two hours after the market opened. But investment sentiment soured again and returned to its bearish outlook by the close of the session, with the index ending the day down 1.6% from the previous day's close and 2.8% from the intraday high. So it's now down actually 18% below its peak in January and closing in on a 20% fall that would mark the start of a bear market. The U.S. 10-year yield began the week by rising to 3.2%, which is a year-to-date high, but is now down about 30 basis points to 2.9% as of this morning. So while the April CPI print was above expectations, our view is still that March should be the peak of headline inflation, barring another surge in energy prices. Core goods prices rose by only 0.2% month over month, with some goods prices actually falling, including cars, televisions, and smartphones. So we see this as an early indication that a downward trend in inflation is in sight and expect a continued moderation of demand for goods. But with that being said, services inflation will be a data point to watch in the coming months as consumer spending continues to shift from goods towards services. So core services prices rose by 0.7% month over month in April, with shelter inflation, which accounts for over 40% of core CPI, rising by 0.5% for the third straight month. Meanwhile, airfares jumped an eye-popping 18.6% in the month. So rapid wage growth and strong demand could lead to sustained price increases in services, forcing the Fed to continue raising rates above what the market is pricing in, even if those goods prices do end up stabilizing. Thank you for some takeaways from the inflation prints and helping us manage expectations in the months to come. Now, outside of the inflation data, which was the marquee event from this past week, from your vantage point, Danny, from what you've been picking up on, any other factors to note that perhaps have contributed to the recent selling pressure we've seen? Right. Well, Dan, there haven't been too many other economic or geopolitical events this week to spark these moves. 
the NFIB Small Business Survey was released on Tuesday, but it was virtually unchanged from last month's. Uh, respondents continue to cite labor shortages as they raise prices and wages, resulting in a pretty overall pessimistic report. The Producer Price Index, or PPI, data was released yesterday after the CPI report on Wednesday and was mostly in line with consensus expectations. Uh, one positive signal to take from the report is that core personal consumption expenditure, or PCE, could show improvement later in the month, which is a key indicator that the Fed will be watching. The S&P 500 still finished yesterday down about 0.1%. The monthly federal government budget balance was also released this week, improving by over half a trillion dollars from last month and coming in above consensus. But an important note here is that the budget deficit tends to improve in rising interest rate environments. So, indeed, most of the market moves this week appear to be technical, with the S&P 500 down 4.7% so far. Market liquidity is currently poor, which can lead to greater volatility. And investors are pulling money out of stocks and bonds right now rather than putting money in. These technical factors have the potential to dominate market moves in the coming weeks and months until inflation substantially improves. That being said, sentiment can also turn quickly if fundamentals are better than feared and what is currently being priced in. Well, Danny, thank you for the pulse on investor sentiment. It's interesting to hear about how investors are responding to these volatile market conditions. So with that in mind, how is, Danny, the chief investment office recommending that investors position in this environment? Yes, well, that is the million dollar question, Dan. Uh, the fundamental view we have held is it's still in place. So Recession is not a part of our base case in the next 12 months, and we're still optimistic about a soft landing for the Fed. Household and business balance sheets are strong, making it easier for the economy to withstand higher interest rates. We expect some of the overheated goods prices to decline in the months ahead, and the CPI report from Wednesday points to the beginning of that. Still, investors should be prepared for continued volatility in the coming weeks and months, which could be how long it takes for inflation to substantially improve. We recommend positioning for high inflation, but do not yet position for a recession. In equities, we continue to like value stocks, including energy and healthcare, which are attractively valued in today's markets. Outside of the U.S., we recently upgraded British and Australian equities as a part of our value play. We like commodities as a hedge with the war in Ukraine and lockdowns in China. And then within fixed income, we like preferred securities as spreads have widened to attractive levels. Well, Danny, thank you for the guidance there on asset allocation. Very helpful during times like these. Okay, so at this point, maybe we can pivot, turn focus to the week ahead. So what will be on your radar, Danny, that investors should be mindful of? Yeah, so next week, there are several important data releases to keep an eye on. On Tuesday, retail sales and industrial production data are released, which will be key components to watch in getting inflation under control. Uh, within industrial production, auto sales will be particularly important to watch as automakers look to move past supply chain issues and ramp up production. Housing data will also be released on Tuesday and Wednesday, including the National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index, building permits, and housing starts. So shelter makes up a large segment of inflation indexes, and it will be interesting to see if we see any softening of the housing market with mortgage rates rising. 
also a few points of interest in the week ahead to be mindful of, especially on the housing data front, though. Danny, thank you very much for dropping by top of the morning today to cap off the week. Appreciate your reflections, your takeaways, your guidance on positioning. Looking forward to picking up with our conversation again soon, though. Wish you a nice weekend, Danny, in the meantime. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on, Dan, and have a great weekend, UBS. And again, today we've been joined by Danny Kessler, Asset Allocation Strategist for the Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. So as a quick reminder to our clients and listeners, the UBS Chief Investment Office does author a variety of publications and blogs that touch on timely market developments, asset classes, as well as portfolio allocation. Uh, These resources can all be located on UBS.com forward slash CIO. Top of the Morning is part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.